0: It's Raining Cats and Dogs, the podcast dedicated to people who are ruled by their pets. I'm Joel Bardseth, and Queen Freya, she doesn't just rule our castle, she rules our entire kingdom. She's been kind enough to let me be your host. On behalf of Steve's Real Food, thank you for joining. Today is all about cats. Why a podcast dedicated to cats? Well, first of all, there are over 650 million household cats. That means a lot of people know this one simple fact. Cats are awesome. So how about if we start at the beginning? Let's try to understand what makes cats do the things that cats do. So the first signs of cat domestication began 10 to 12,000 years ago in Eastern Africa. Our household cats have been traced back through DNA testing to the African wildcat. It's small. It looks very similar to our house cats. So cats are unique in that they actually self-domesticated. They started living near humans as we became farmers and we started to have fields because grain attracts rodents. So as these cats got closer and closer to us, They found a ready-made, constant food source. And over time, cats allowed themselves to live even closer to proximity to us. They trusted us. But they didn't rely on us for care. They actually fed independently. A lot of people wonder, okay, so our cats evolved from East Africa, but how did they get all the way over here in the United States? Well, the Vikings played a huge role in domestication. Vikings were the first ones, because they traveled by sea, they actually brought cats on board to help keep rodent population, which in turn kept disease down on their ships. So because the Vikings were so successful at keeping disease down, keeping the rodent population down on their ships, all other sea travelers started to copy them. And that's how we got cats across the world. Cats are what's called an obligate carnivore. They have all the markers of a carnivore, a digestive tract best suited to a diet high in meat and low in plant carbohydrates. They have teeth that slice and tear, retractable claws, that allows them to stay sharp at all times. The ears can rotate, they raise, they lower, they can detect sounds at a much higher pitch and faster than human ears. Their eyes have a range of vision of about 200 degrees, and the shape of the eye reflects light making better low light vision. Cats are extremely flexible. They're so agile, they can easily jump five to six feet in one leap. So Queen Freya, I would describe as a, maybe a little bigger cat uh, than she should be. We have to work on some weight management with her, but here's the deal. We are amazed and absolutely love watching her do her thing when she plays, how fast she is. How easily she jumps up on our counter. Like we're surprised at that. She is so athletic. All of these cats with all of this talent, but there's a catch. And here's the thing when cats are born, they know this. They look at themselves and they say, Oh, yeah, I just won the lottery. I am awesome. I can see in the dark. I can jump high. I'm fast. I have claws. I have all of this talent. I am invincible. So the challenge, though, is mom has to keep that new kitten under control, right? Or he's going to get into a lot of trouble. Left to his own devices, he's going to jump on anything that moves, thinking he's invincible. So there's a huge defense mechanism in the cat world. It's called imprinting. And it happens at an early age. That's mom teaching the cat what food is. And it is so important. Because if she doesn't say that bird and that mouse is your food, everything else that moves is your enemy. Avoid it. If she doesn't do that, that young kitten is going to jump on a skunk, a snake, a porcupine and get hurt or killed. Imprinting is a life and death defense mechanism. That's also our biggest barrier when it comes to converting cats to change. Because what they see and learn and know as food at an early age, they have that life and death defense mechanism called imprinting that blocks them from trying new things. So we're going to talk a little bit about some tricks you can do at the end here to help convert your cat over to change. I know it's so difficult when you decide, all right, I'm going to feed my cat healthier. I'm going to bring this food home and you set it in the dish and they look back at you like an alien just landed in the dish. Well, that's imprinting. That's not a cat being picky. I wish they were picky. It'd be a lot easier. So in addition to imprinting as this dietary challenge we have when it comes to converting a cat over to some kind of a change in diet, they have another challenge. Remember what we talked about at the beginning. Cats evolved from East Africa. There is very little drinking water available in East Africa. And our cat's They evolved from a very small cat, the African wildcat. So it's a very dangerous proposition for this cat to go find drinking water that's available because there would be fierce competition for that water. So cats evolved to actually eat their hydration. There's 70% moisture in the muscle meat of a bird and a mouse. That's the moisture level of their natural diet. Now if you compare that to kibble which has an average of 15% moisture, there's a huge gap. Now I know some of you put water out for your cat, you should do that, and I know some of you listening are gonna be like, well, my cat drinks all the time, what's the problem? Well, here's the challenge. The kind of moisture that they get when they eat muscle meat, when they eat their prey, it's called intracellular moisture. They're hydrating at a molecular level. When you bite into an apple, you get every cell of hydration. At the point of digestion. I have a glass of water next to me right now. When I drink this, yeah, I'm hydrating. But I'm going to lose 30% of it just in my body's ability to receive the water. I only get 70% of it. But I eat an apple every single cell. The best way to hydrate our cats is through their food. Here's your other power fact of the day. And this is a big one for those who think that your cat is drinking enough at the water bowl. A cat's tongue goes straight down and straight up. It is not designed for good drinking. There's tiny bumps on the the top of a cat's tongue. So when they dip their tongue in water and pull it up real quick, those bumps on the tongue actually cause tiny droplets to fly in the air, and they catch it. That's how a cat drinks. You can see that on YouTube, slow motion cats drinking. Uh, Look it up. You'll have a lot of fun watching it. But here's the problem with that. It's highly ineffective. It takes 2,200 licks from a cat to equal one quarter cup of water. They will never drink enough to hydrate properly. Please find ways to add intracellular moisture to their diet. Goat milk, excellent source. Raw diets, by far the best way to feed your cat. In the wild, cats eat many small meals, maybe up to 20 a day. So if you think about our cats and think about them out in the wild, they're going to catch a mouse, but they're not going to finish that whole mouse in one setting. That's actually rare because the second they catch that mouse and focus on eating, they become vulnerable. They become vulnerable to fox. They become vulnerable to coyotes, all other predators, other cats. So they eat very fast and then move on and then they catch something else. So they eat a lot through the day. So don't be surprised when your cat demands food throughout the day. That's actually perfectly normal to that cat. And remember, that cat is so talented. If it was outside, it'd go get it. So it's telling you, hey, I'm a cat. I require this many feedings each day. Small, spaced out feedings are very healthy for our house cats. If you'd like to convert your cat over to change, particularly converting them over to raw, To beat some of those challenges of imprinting, you've got to make it fun. Try feeding them at a new place, a new location. Try crumbling freeze-dried up on top of the raw food. Give it a different texture. I actually took goat milk yogurt, put it on a spoon, set it down at the end of the hallway until my cat Freya came up to it, and then I pulled it away from her fast. She came up to it again, I pulled it away, She came up to it and I pulled it away and dumped it out in the sink and she went crazy because you don't keep things from Queen Freya. So an hour later I did the exact same thing and she went faster to make sure I couldn't get away. Now I don't know if she liked the goat milk yogurt but she ate it because she won. Cats love to experience victory. Have a blast converting your cat over to new things. They have a desire to hunt, move food around. They have a desire to steal. Put some food on the end of a dish, set it on your coffee table, and pretend like it's yours. A paw will come up and pull a piece off. Our cat never eats in a cat dish. She has seven different places she eats around the house. It's fun for her. She doesn't know where it's coming. We will put freeze-dried treats right up the cat tower. We will shut the bedroom door. Throw freeze-dried treats in there. And as soon as she starts meowing really loud, she's very vocal, we open the door. She goes in and finds them all. It's fun. Think about the talent they were born with. It may sound like a charmed life to be served your food all the time, but for a cat, they want to use all that awesome talent. And it tastes so much better when you earn it. They want to experience victory. They like tomfoolery, shenanigans, hijinks, capers, whatever word you want to do to make it fun, do it and really enjoy the process. You'll get to know your cat a lot. So cats are one of my favorite topics to talk about. And we barely scratched the surface on this podcast. I want you to email me, joel, at stevesrealfood.com. Please share some funny cat stories or challenges you have with your cat's health or diet. I would love to help you and hear about your stories. Please check out our Facebook page and our website, stevesrealfood.com. We are going to have a lot of cat-specific webinars coming up in 2021. We're going to do a deep dive into cat diet, cat health, all things cat. They're amazing creatures, and we need to celebrate them front and center. Thank you so much, and have a great rest of your day. That wraps up another episode of It's Raining Cats and Dogs. And as a reminder, please join us for a nutrition webinar. Visit the Steve's Real Food Facebook page for details and registration.